Comedy Mushroom Cult Podcast. We're back. Uh, by we, I mean me and all my friends in my head here. Like a Nirvana song. Uh, it's been almost a month or so since an episode. Um, things have been a little rocky in the, uh, in the life of Ray. Uh, but I think we're, we're coming around, you know? I mean, this might not be, like, the funniest episode. You know, I, I did a weekend, uh, over New Year's Eve weekend, so, like, a week ago, and, uh, with, uh, comedian Brad Williams, uh, who is hilarious, um, and very nice and very cool, and I think that, like, stuff is going to come, um, from it which is very good, which is kind of like the whole point of being good at comedy and doing hosting weekends in Indiana when uh, you're basically breaking even, if not losing a couple bucks, where this one I actually made a little bit of money. But I'm not complaining about money. I love the the fine people at Bark Entertainment. But this is the point of, of taking those, is you meet people with connections, you meet headliners who are on the road, you meet people uh, who will work with you later, and especially when you have... Uh, more time and actually like headline some spots on the not on the road but like uh, in the area and can fill time and and are pretty good at what you do you meet people and then you can get work from it Um, that's a little bit more lucrative than like a couple hundred bucks hosting uh, in Fort Wayne Indiana and so it's great and it was nice and he said something that um, kind of resonated but it's one of those things where I think that I separate myself from, um, a lot of people and I'm sure like, I'm not the first person to do this and I'm not claiming credit for it, but I, I kind of pull the curtains back and, and show the, the real side of some comedy stuff. Uh, but Brad said, um, that Carlos Mencia, he used to open for Carlos Mencia. Um, however you feel about it, whatever, he made a bunch of money and kind of revolutionized, uh, comedy a little bit and and selling merch and stuff uh but brad opened for mencia and mencia told him once that no matter what you're doing uh you're always a comedian and so that means whether somebody wants you on their podcast or somebody wants you on television or um you're meeting somebody in public or whatever you're always a comedian and i think that that's a good separation um of like old school and new school and Brad's great. And obviously he's making more money than I probably ever will in entertainment. Um, so like, it's a, it's a nice little tidbit and it's kind of like a nice reminder, uh, that I have to remember to do sometimes because like, I'll take some stuff seriously. And, uh, when I go on some podcasts, instead of making jokes, I'll, I'll try to, to handle it a little bit differently and and show like a real side of things. Uh, but that's what like we're paid to do is make people laugh. So, um, it's a good reminder that like sometimes when people want you on their shit, uh, they want you to bring the giggles. They don't want you to bring, uh, what you personally feel, but I mean, this is my shit. And I think that that's kind of, if we want to take it down to a quote unquote brand, um, I feel like I, I, personify and personalize um what's the word I'm looking for I I make it so like you you see me as more of a person and not just um a comedian because that's like a an issue that I had uh, a couple years ago or yeah a couple years ago at this point is um I identified myself as a comedian and everything I did was for laughs and yeah sure do I take things very silly uh overall and and do I um 
make jokes of big things sure because one it's my job two it's kind of how i see the world three i think that's like my uh default setting is to just like throw stones and throw grenades at things and see where everything lands and and then play it off because i mean it's it's all jokes it's all nonsense it's all silly um but i'm not trying to be a comedian all the time um i'm a human being i'm a person (laughs) shit happens in my life and instead of just like coming up here and throwing the yuck yucks all the time it's nice to remind people that you're actually a person and uh even if you find certain things funny off stage that's different than what you do on stage um and like you try to to boil it down into that whole thing um but again i mean we try to make the funnies we try to do it but again whatever this is my thing uh you either like it or you don't i don't it was a big conversation of my podcast is more just for me, just spewing nonsense for about a half hour, filling time, making sure I can do it. And if it's entertaining to people, that's great. But it's really a vanity project for me. I like seeing my stupid face talking to my dumb computer uh, on a small screen. I like hearing my own voice after I do this uh, because I kind of mine these for like ideas for jokes sometimes. Um, but today's going to be one of those like peek inside the last month of my life episodes. And if something happens to be funny, I of it that's great um i'm already trying to kick around ideas from the last month to like bring into my stage act uh and try to keep them try to make levity of it and make light of it uh but it was heavy for about a month a little less than a month it's it's about three weeks now yeah three weeks um but uh and i was also trying to like wait because you don't want to put i was in a car accident uh, which really kicked off like this downslide. And I mean, I had some like stress at work and all that other shit. Like that didn't help. That was like a, a downslide, but that was kind of like my own personal stuff of, of really feeling and, and knowing and, and believing that I deserve more than I'm getting paid at my dumb regular job. Um, but it's also like a sign of frustration on what's going on with comedy and stuff like that. Um, so like I was in the wrong mindset for a little bit, but what really kicked off like the real, um, like the real concrete rough time is I got in a car accident on my way up to a show. Um, it was like a house show. It was like a experimental thing that, um, a friend up in green Bay is trying to do, maybe trying to do more house shows. It's, it's a model that I've seen work, um, with other people. So I was like excited to get into it and be part of it. Um, but literally two minutes after I pulled out of my apartment, an old woman, uh, rear-ended me going about 30, 35, didn't even hit the brakes and just hit like plowed right into the back of me at a red light. Um, totaled my car, uh, bones are a little achy muscles are a little sore still um but i got like a real bad concussion from it and um i don't know if this happens to anybody else but like when something like traumatic happens to me it's very and trauma like traumatic's a a strong word but we'll use it uh because i mean this would end some other people's lives um and I mean, I, I tried to use it for a couple of days, so I'm not going to say that I'm completely innocent in it, but some people, this would just like completely be their entire personality for the rest of their lives. Uh, but whatever, like I, whenever some like sort of trauma or accident happens, um, I kind of feel like it's one of those ingrained like male things where you have to like be tough and, and say everything's fine and be like, everything could be worse. And I guess this is where like a toxic positivity comes in of like, I want to make sure that like the person who hit me is fine. Cause like, yeah, it was banged up, but like it definitely could have been worse. And it, I could have like been a lot more injured. Um, 
so I didn't call, like, the ambulance out. Oh, and the reason why I, like, waited to speak on this is, like, I wanted to hear from this lady's insurance company. I didn't want to shortchange myself. I didn't want to put anything on tape that, like, they could come back to at some point and be like, see, this is what you said. Because, like, my head was really fucked up and, like, I, uh, like, my account of the story was a little different than what the police report was because uh, my brain was fucked up. So, like, now that the police report's out there, I'm found at no fault and everything's, like, recorded and all that. Like, I'm fine with putting it out there. So, she told my car, shot me into another car in front of me. So, it ruined that trip up to the show. Um, car was gone, which I'm on record saying that I believe if I have a full tank of gas, a car, and, like, $20 we'll call it $50, I could, like, make my month's rent off of that if you gave me, like, the whole month, so, I mean, I, I truly believe that, and, like, so that was taken away from me, um, and it was the week, it was a week before Christmas, too, so just, like, the absolute worst time, uh, to be in a situation where you have to miss work, which I missed a bunch of work, um, have to go to the hospital, have to wait on insurance companies to do paperwork, uh, during holiday time, when, like, places are closed fucking 10 out of the 15 days of the month, rest of the month. Uh, dog's making a bunch of noise, sorry if that distracts anybody. Um, but that happened. And then I still had, like, a weekend out of town for New Year's, but, like, again, my head was all rocked up. Uh, I had to go to the urgent care the day after the accident just to get it recorded that I was getting fucked up. Hey, go around. You're not going through the courts. Go that way. Dog's trying to walk through the recording cords because he fucking runs the place now, which we'll get to eventually. Um, but, like, yeah, my head was real fucked up. I ended up having to go to the ER, urgent care, um, missing a bunch of work. I couldn't sit in my own house without sunglasses being on um, because, like, the light just, like, torched my brain and I couldn't think right. Uh, there was a night where I was, like, running through my act or trying to do my act because I knew I had a, that New Year's weekend coming up and I couldn't remember any of my jokes. Uh, so it was, like, a real scary time. And when you're, like, stuck in your house, um, and it happened kind of with, like, COVID stuff where you're, like, stuck in your house and you're forced to look at yourself, but, like, this is when your brain's not working and it's, like, your umpteenth concussion um, and, like, things kind of stick a little bit, and you, you get, like, that concussion depression, and, like, you can't see without sunglasses on, without your brain being shut down, you can't read, uh, because everything, like, doesn't make sense, uh, your stories trail off, and mine, like, are already scatterbrained stories, I understand this, but, like, imagine this podcast, but with me not having any idea of where I'm going next, um, like, thoughts wouldn't make their way into words, um, so I was just scared, you know, thought it was going to be like that forever. Um, but still like ended up like limping my way, uh, through a set before I had to go down and do, uh, this weekend. And like, I even, like, even on one of like the first night, the Thursday night of the show, uh, fucked up a joke I've been telling for years. So like, um, it was still like rocky and weird. Um, and it was just like, it was, it was not good. Um, and through all of that too, uh, our cat 
uh, was sick, um, and it turns out she had really bad cancer, um, and she died, like, two hours after I left town. So, like, not only did we have a car accident where we're down one car, I'm out of a bunch of work, um, have to use a bunch of PTO, don't have a bunch of money, uh, the girlfriend has to help pay for stuff, uh, but then our cat dies (laughs) on top of it, and, uh, it was a real bummer. I mean, uh, that cat's been in my life for six or seven years now, um, so, like, half of the cat's life, uh, she ran this whole entire house, she was, um, objectively terrible, like, she would knock shit over, she would get into stuff, um, but she was very loving, she was, she was, like, the stereotypical cat, um, from cat jokes of, like, dogs versus cats, like, cats don't give a fuck if you exist, um, like, this cat hated me when we first started living together, but then she came around and was, like, absolutely a ride or die, like, anytime any other person would come into our house, uh, she would, like, fuck with them and like try to attack them and hated them but that cat fucking loved me so uh it was a real bummer um and i and i had to like it's one of those again uh i've brought it up multiple times where it's like professionals have to have to play ball even when they don't want to uh it was one of those like i do not feel like doing comedy tonight uh my brain still doesn't feel great uh at this point and this is like thursday before new year's eve so that would be the 31st 30th the 29th of December, uh, in a rainy day in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I have to, like, psych myself up, uh, to go tell stupid jokes about masks and Jesus and shit like that, like, whatever my dumb shit jokes were gonna be, I had to, like, psych myself up for that, uh, to do that for, like, a couple bucks in, like, the worst state in the Union, but, like, I did it, um, And, like, this is the thing that's, like, I've been trying to, like, write out and and get going is, like, I have a problem with, like, crying a lot. Like, I haven't cried in a long, long time. Uh, It is, like, a weird thing. And it's not even, like, a manly thing. Like, it's not one of those, like, oh, I don't cry. Like, I've tried. I've actively been in situations where, like, crying is the appropriate response to what's going on, something that's hard, something that's sad, um, and the only thing in the past that's ever really done it for me is, like, the end of Armageddon. Like, every time fucking Ben Affleck goes back up that tube and leaves Bruce Willis there to detonate the bomb, and Bruce Willis says goodbye to Catherine Zeta-Jones, like, that's sad. That gets me. Every single time, it's one of my favorite movies. I know it's a terrible movie. I know that it's corny when he dies, and he does that whole thing. Uh, but it's for me, you know? Like, that's what does it for me. And uh, when I wrote a Facebook post or an Instagram post about the cat, um, I started bawling. Uh, it was like the first real good cry that I've had in years. Uh, and it's one of those things where like, they tell you it's like runner's high where they're always like, after you're done running, you're going to feel amazing. But like, you're like, fuck you. I had to run like three miles to get that runner's high. I don't want to go through that. Same thing with crying is you will like feel so much better afterwards, but like, I don't want to have to like sit there and cry and be vulnerable and uh, by myself in an Airbnb in Fort Wayne, Indiana, looking at a picture of my cancer-riddled cat and fucking just, like, absolute bawling uh, while trying to write a Facebook post, which is, like, the most 2022-2023 nonsense internet content creator <laughs> statement of all time. But, like, that's what I'm doing. But after it's done, like, it felt like the weight of the world was off of me. And, like, I'm not one to... Uh, more in a long time, and, like, it's still weird. It's weird not having my cat here. It's weird waking up in the morning, uh, coming out of the bedroom and not having her sleeping on the couch, uh, to say good morning to her. It's weird 
when I do groceries and I throw the the paper bags on the ground and nothing's trying to get into them. Um, it's weird walking into my house without something trying to escape half the time. Like, it's very strange and I don't like it. Uh, but like, I'm not like a super long grieving person. Like, uh, and especially when I cried it out, like I cried it out, was really sad. Uh, but like the next day it was, I don't want to say it's better, but like, it's, I don't know. It's a little bit better. Like it's not the end of the world, uh, which makes me like want to cry more. Like I understand why my girlfriend cries all the time. Like there was a night where she decided that she wanted to cry. Uh, and the I don't. She didn't say that she wanted to cry, but like it was one of those like you could just tell that she needed to cry. So she like took a bath and listened to Strawberry Wine on repeat in the bathroom. Like she just like got broken up with. Uh, which maybe she had, like, a side piece that she broke up with and I didn't know about it. Like, it shit happens, right? Like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, she just, like, went in the bathroom and, like, cried for a little bit and then came out and was, like, a whole different person. Like, I get it now. Like, I wish I could just, like, recreationally cry. But that's not something... Now I know, like, Armageddon and, like, things close to me dying are, are what make me cry. And, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I only have so many family members that I'm willing to let die. I, I don't want my dog to die. Like, am I going to have to go out there and, like, hunt my own humans just to, like, cry? Like, if that is that why serial killers happen? Like, I've always thought that I might be a sociopath and that I could, like, kill somebody if it was, like, if it was them or me or them or my family or them or, like, they're standing in the way of some goal. Like, press this button, you'll get a million dollars, but somebody in the world will die. And you're just like, whatever, I could probably press that button. Like, people have done it a million times. But, like, now I kind of, like, I understand serial killers a little bit more. Like, maybe they just needed to cry. Like, that's what it is. And only death could get them there. And, like, they just, like, ran out of, like, small animals to kill. Like, maybe that's what they start. Like, it's ramping up. They're like, I need a good cry. What's super cute? Squirrels. Let's kill a squirrel. Uh, actually, let's find something a little bit easier to kill. Like, a bird. Let's kill a bird. I got a BB gun. Boy, was that a good cry. Uh, and then you, like, run, you're like, man... I've killed all the birds in my neighborhood, kind of lost its thing. And then you just, like, escalate, and all of a sudden it's just, like, sex workers. You're like, do you know what? I'm just going to kill one. Uh, I don't want to do it, but, like, whatever. We're just going to. And then that happens, and you're like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. But, like, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. And then you just, like, start killing, like, other random people. Like, is that why Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK? Like, he just needed a good cry. And he's like, do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what's really going to make me cry? Is shooting the president. Maybe he loved the president. He's like, the one thing that I love the most is John F. Kennedy. Jack Kennedy. Why is he cheating on his wife with Marilyn Monroe? Why not me? Unrequited love. That's why JFK got shot. And Lee Harvey Oswald just needed a good cry. I don't think that's the worst theory. I don't think I'm going to be a serial killer, but like, hey, we know what does it for me now. And I've I felt great afterwards. And you just wanna chase that. Like you wanna bottle that feeling, like that that post cry feeling. We're just like you're tired and like you're emotionally drained, but like you're also like the endorphins in your brain are firing again because they're like, Oh, you're sad, we need to make sure that you're happy enough to go hunt food and you're not just depressed the whole time. How do we bottle that feeling? Is that what drugs do? Is that what, like, they, like, that's, I mean, I've cried on mushrooms as well, but that's, like, more of, like, a reaction. Like, you just, like, let everything go, and you, like, sweat, and you get everything out of your body. 
And you feel great, like everything's like off of your chest. Recreational crying. That's what we need to bring back. Just like a cry bar. There you go. Like dry bar comedy specials. We need a cry bar dramedy specials. Something like that. Tailored to make you cry. Just sad, sad stories. Just so you can go go to good cry on just like on like a Monday afternoon. You just left work. You're like, man, I'm very frustrated. Do you know the only thing I could do? Cry it out. Not the worst idea. Maybe not the best. The, maybe not the best idea, but definitely not the worst idea. But I don't know. So that's kind of the the catch up on everything. Um, I've started writing again a little bit more. Um, readings working a little bit better. Like uh, I can still feel like some of like the wires being a little crossed. Uh, I still don't have a car waiting to hear from this lady's insurance company. Um, but it seems like things are going to be cleared up within the next few days, uh, which would be super great because. I don't know. I really just want things to be cleared up and I want to get this done with and I want to be able to be driving again and and get everything rolling. But uh I don't know. It's it's one of those things that we just want to like try to get it going and try to get it done, but we'll see uh we'll see what happens. So, um Sorry, I got distracted. People are like liking the shit out of a tweet of mine. Um but I'm coming back to Cleveland. I'm excited about that. I don't have a car yet, but like I'm going to get there somehow. Uh, I'll rent a car if I have to spend more money than I would make going there. Uh, but it's going to be great. I'm excited to go to Cleveland. I'm going to do three shows in Cleveland, I believe. Uh, and then I'm going to do a Euro Gyro night. Um, try to make Euro Gyro great again like it was back in the Dizay. I try to get it popping off, uh, try to get it rolling, try to see some people. Uh, really, what I want to do is have everybody from Kent that wants to see me in one spot so I don't have to like promise that I'm going to hang out with people and then just back out last minute like I usually do. Uh, so we're going to do that. Um, thanks for listening to this. Thanks for indulging in me complaining about this uh, on the therapy cast. Um I was going to leave it off with, like, a bummer song. Sad songs and waltzes by Cake. It's not a bummer song. It's actually a very fun song. Um, It's a cover song, but I like it. Um, But, I don't know. That just doesn't feel like a good one. Um, So we're going to find a good one. Um, we're gonna go, see, I can't do that, but here's the problem with fucking Kanye West deciding to be a Nazi, is I can't listen to, like, a bunch of Kanye West songs, um, I'll listen to one that's fucking produced by him instead of him being on it, because, like, I saw Most Def, and I was like, do you know what? Bangers. Most Def fucking rules. Um, but the one song I wanted to listen to has got fucking Kanye West on it, and I can't do that. Um, so let's turn off the camera, which I never point anything, but, uh, this one is gonna be Sunshine by Most Def. Uh, it fucking rips. Uh, who is RayRoberts.com. Uh, thanks for listening to this, and we will talk to you later.
top a little bit, dog. Mm, no, want to hear this one. Now declare, bright and early. Listen, I don't hate players. I don't love the game. I'm the shot clock, way above the game. To be point blank with you, motherfuck the game. I got all this work on me, I ain't come for play. You can show the little shorties how you bump and fake, but dog, not the death. I'm not impressed. I'm not amused. I'm not confused. I'm not the dude. I'm grown man minutes. I am not in school. Put your hand down, youngin'. This is not for you. On my J.O. with beats by Kanye, yo. My name on the market, your name off the payroll. Style fresh like I'm still a day old. And it's been like that since the day old. I'm on time with a rollie, a Seiko. Step on deck, your neck, do what I say so. Get up or get out, get down or lay low. Standing in the shadow of a fabulous man. Brooklyn nigga, I am. That nigga, that dude. Black people, let's move. Shout out to my man, Talib Kweli. Check it out, Slim nigga to cast the big shadow. Cherokee red to shoot the.